0: com
1: what up though it's the west coast correspondent martin weiss for cash the ticket please remember to rate review and subscribe to this illustrious podcast If you already subscribed you know go to the apple store take pictures of all the other phones you subscribe to the podcast or whatever viral tiktok things you could do I don't know. They probably got some rule against the Apple Store downloading podcasts or something. That's what I used to do. I'm old. So whatever the young kids are doing these days to show online support, do that for cash a ticket. Now, Thursday Night Football, the Seahawks at the Cowboys in Jerry World, Cowboys minus nine and a half, total 47. I think the Cowboys are the biggest bullies in the NFL. They beat up on the bad teams that they play. So the question we have here is. I mean, Cowboys had the biggest point margin, one of the biggest point differentials in the league. So I was go to show you. I mean, the Commanders, Giants twice, uh, Rams. This Cowboys team has taken out inferior opponents and just took them behind the woodshed. So the question we have here, is Seattle one of those inferior teams? The Seahawks, again, also lost to that same Rams team that Dallas hung 30 on. But you may remember... That came in a game in which Geno Smith got knocked out. We saw Drew Locke, who despite how many times he dances to that Jeezy video, he'll never be good. And then Geno came back in that game. Seahawks were driving the ball down the field. They get to like the 40 and decide, fuck it. We don't need any more yards. Why not? 35 seconds left on the clock to the point that Geno clocked the ball with seven seconds left because, I don't know, maybe he didn't want to get his a, a delay of game. And I'm being silly, but ultimately, there was plenty of time for the Seahawks to run two or three more plays to make a 50-plus yard field goal more manageable for Jason Myers. They decided against it. But there's only so many times you can make these decisions and still be labeled a good team. <laughs> like, I thought Seattle was going to contend for the NFC. For a little bit. I thought they might be able to win the NFC West. You know, shoot, you win the NFC West, you get a home playoff game. I'm sorry, you're in contention to win the NFC. One seed, obviously, is the best contention. Home playoff teams, the second. And then wild cards, the third. Looking at you, Detroit. Super Bowl contenders, believe it or not. Seahawks, though, seem to be a wholly unserious operation. But what do we look in this? Let's look at the gambling aspect of this. Outside of just the Seahawks and the way that they haven't moved the ball really efficiently, they haven't been scoring a ton of points. They got beat up by San Francisco Thursday night, so they're coming off of extra rest Thanksgiving night. So they're coming off of extra rest, but still, how much extra rest can you get? You still don't have a pass rush. No matter how much rush, rest you got, you're never going to be able to go back and not and draft Jalen Carter in the first round so you could actually have a pass rush. Devin Witherspoon's been great, though. I'm not trying to downplay him. I think he's a great corner, one of the best young corners in the league, especially like the way he runs up and rallies to the run. The way he like he's been lower and he's lowered the hit stick on a few guys this year. Total 47. Cowboys nine and a half. So what are we looking at here? A 27 to what are the what is Vegas thinking? A 27 to 10 game? 27 to 13? Around that margin, you know, especially when you consider that, I don't know, every primetime game in the history of primetime games, it feels like it's going under. I'll take the under. It says Pete Carroll has never closed above a seven and a half point underdog in a night game. This is per the Action Network. Carroll's is 35-19-3 against the spread in night games. And the Seahawks are 21-11 and 1 against the spread, covering by a margin of 6 points after a home loss. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm not going to fall into the trap. If This game kind of reminds me similarly enough of the Bears and the Commanders a few weeks ago. When I Justin Fields last game as a starter before his most recent game as a starter that bears where DJ Moore had like 215 receiving yards. I think the Cowboys should roll here, but with the margin of nine and a half, I'm taking the Seahawks in a backdoor cover. We've seen pretty much his only close primetime games, which is not exactly scientific stats, but they've been very close. They uh, have all gone under. And I don't really expect that trend to change. And one thing, playing at home is not good money. So I like the Seahawks on the similar rest of the Cowboys. Obviously, both played Thanksgiving. But the Seahawks have a little bit of juice here through the back door. I think that Geno and them will be able to cover this nine and a half. But I think it'll be a game in which Dallas is up all game. And then all of a sudden, boom. How in the world did this cover just occur? So that will be Thursday Night Football.
2: The NBA playoffs are underway and you want to get to the game? C-A-S-H C A S H for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
1: Turning into the NBA. So let's get into the NBA. Thursday night slate. Got a lot of games. I'm going to dive in on the first one. The Cavaliers and the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers, probably Chauncey Billups needs to send his old team, the Detroit Pistons, a fruit basket. Because it wasn't for them. This would be the worst team in the NBA. The the Trailblazers, absolutely terrible. Scoot Henderson not working out so far. High on the kid in general. But also, maybe it's time to start taking a look at the way some of these G League kids come into the NBA. The G League was supposed to be like our version of like the things that Luka Doncic and them play in when they're kids. You know, where they come in and they've been playing pro since forever. And now all of a sudden, boom, they blend right into the game. I'm going to go ahead and take the Cavaliers minus 11 and a half against the Portland Trail Blazers. The Trail Blazers are really only good at limiting three-point shots. And the Cavaliers, like, that's the only thing the Trailblazers really, truly do well. Cavaliers... They're great at hitting shots everywhere else. They're not a big three-point shooting team. Donovan Mitchell, not a huge three-point shooter. Well, volume three-point shooter, I, shouldn't, I should not say. Not a great accurate three-point shooter. The rest of that roster, Darius Garland, not a three-point shooter for average. Uh, Jared Mobley, I mean, not Jared Mobley. Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, both, neither one of those guys are taking threes. I think Mobley's taken one three on the year so far. So not necessarily concerned with the Trailblazers. One thing they do well, getting in the way of this 11-and-a-half cover the last time these two teams played, uh, Cavaliers won by 14. Donovan Mitchell on a heater so far this year. I uh, Had 40 just the other night. Expect another big scoring night out of him. So there you go. Cavaliers minus 11.5. In true West Coast correspondent fashion, I'm going to look in on the two Los Angeles basketball teams for my next two picks. Right now, as I record this, the Clippers currently playing. The Lakers already settled up. Goodness gracious. You had, uh, uh, again, they'll settle up against, actually, the Detroit Pistons. How about that? LeBron, 25-8-4. and four. D'Angelo Russell, 35 points on 13 for 17. You know, it might be time to start looking into some of these anti-piston props because if D'Angelo Russell is scoring 35 points, I got to look and see what other point guards have been scoring against this Detroit defense, that might be something that we uh, start to target. Uh, Sorry to all the big fans of Detroit basketball that listen to this, but uh, it's been bleak and you know it. But the fact that the Lakers and the Pistons played tonight gives me a lean for what happens tomorrow night as I record this Wednesday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, as of the time of recording. LeBron was questionable to play. They may rest some of their players, the Lakers, because they're going on a back-to-back down to OKC. The other side, OKC lost two in a row. Obviously, they got, uh, I'll call them distractions with Josh Giddey. That's a lot going on there. Let the league investigate it. We'll figure out what happens after the investigation is concluded. But you have to let the investigation play its course. But I I can't imagine that that's not impacting some of the stuff that's going on on the court, if nothing else, impacting the post-game interviews because nobody wants to talk about it quite yet, uh, really, in general. But uh, obviously, Josh Giddey photographed on the Internet social media rumors of him dating an underage girl out of Newport Beach all of these things being investigated as we speak. Hopefully, we'll find more about that later on in the week. But maybe he doesn't play in this game. Maybe he does. Uh, We'll see what happens when it comes down. But regardless, I still love this spot for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thunder are sixth in the league in turnover percentage. Lakers, uh, I don't know if you noticed, they turn the ball over quite a bit. Not offensively. Uh, great structured team, unless it's LeBron and AD doing LeBron and AD things. And, you know, just, And I'm not banking on D'Angelo Russell to have 35 points again. In fact, he may not have 35 points for the rest of the season uh, in a single game. I'm going to take the Oklahoma City Thunder against the spread here in the first half. Lakers have been a notoriously slow starting team. You could look at the first quarter, they, the first, uh, 10 games of the season shout out to dave McMenamin who had this stat: the first 10 games of the season were the worst first quarter team by margin in nba history now some of that has to do with austin reeves going from the starting lineup to the bench but he's still going to be out there and in fact probably be playing more minutes because lebron anthony davis i imagine on a back-to-back will be chilling just a bit so Gus, go ahead and take the thunder against the spread in the first half Uh, Whatever the number is, I know they'll be favored in the game. They should be favored in the game. But I was going to take the Thunder against the spread in the first half. And you know what? If they somehow are underdogs, sprinkle the money line. The other LA team on a back-to-back, the Los Angeles Clippers. Right now, as I record this, are about to tip off their 1.5-point favorites against the Kings. So if anything drastic happens in this game, uh, please remember the time of recording. But I am going to go ahead and take this Clippers team off of back-to-back on the second item and back-to-back against the Golden State Warriors. I'm taking the Clippers against the spread. This team has been, they're figuring it out still, the Clippers. They are figuring out their rotations, where Russell Westbrook ends up, where James Harden ends up, how that whole thing looks. But Los Angeles, the reason I'm picking them, they're a better defensive team, and they're gonna turn the ball over less. I mean, just remember two nights ago in the in the uh, end season tournament, Draymond Green down two in the fourth quarter, passing the ball to the bench. There's nobody down there in their corner, Draymond. There's nobody there. He's too worried about choking people and trying to make the right pass or choking the defense out. But but no, this Warriors team increasingly, is becoming Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, with a dash of Moses Moody when he can get off the bench, and Steph Curry. Andrew Wiggins has been terrible. Klay Thompson has been terrible. Draymond Green has been terrible when he's not suspended or getting ejected because Steph's not playing. The Clippers are highly motivated to figure this thing out, especially when you consider that all of those guys are about my age. And let me tell you something. I'm not playing pro basketball anytime soon. I'm not playing YMCA basketball anytime soon. But James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, all of them, this is like the, it's like the Expendables. This is be their last time together to try to, to put it all together. And the only one of that group who has achieved the championship is Kawhi Leonard. Despite all four of them having arguments to be Hall of Famers. There's a high motivation to get this thing figured out. A high motivation for the Clippers to not only play their guys, but play them off of a back-to-back because I know they have a lot of injuries. I know they have a lot of rest days and so on, but at a certain point in time, we've got to figure this out. Taking the Clippers against the spread because the Warriors are going to turn the ball over more and they're going to foul more. Two things that have been a hallmark of the Warriors really since Really since Draymond Green went and punched Jordan Poole in the face. They've always had these things, but it seemed like whenever that, that punch heard around the world happened, for some reason, the turnovers and the fouls, they just seemed to matter a little bit more. I'm not They, they can't seem to overcome it. Klay Thompson and his knee injuries, they can't seem to overcome uh, some of the things that have been put in front of them. And when they do, it feels like fool's gold. Oh, this team had 11 road wins last year. All right. Don't buy that all of a sudden they're going to turn into a different team. Now, they make some moves. That's something different entirely. They start playing some of the young guys. That's a different thing entirely, but they're not. And Moses Moody had back-to-back threes uh, two nights ago and got taken out of the game for Andrew Wiggins. So Andrew Wiggins could average 11 points. So that's where we are with Golden State. They're not trying to hurt feelings. Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, on the Clipper side of Staples Center, or the Clipper side of Crypto.com Arena, I should say, uh, you got Russell Westbrook benching himself, saying, I'll take the bench. I- I'll sit for the better betterment of the team. So with that, to wrap it up, I'm taking the under in Thursday Night Football and the Seahawks plus nine and a half. I'm taking the Cleveland Cavaliers minus 11 and a half. Oklahoma City Thunder in the first half. And we take a look out at that first quarter in full game as well. And finally, the Los Angeles Clippers. That old decrepit bunch, all of them in their 30s. I'm taking them against the spread, against the older and the more decrepit bunch, the Golden State Warriors. So, with that, rate, review, subscribe to Cash the Ticket. Email Cash the Ticket Podcast at gmail.com. Shoot me a tweet or an X, whatever you'd like to call it, at Martin Weiss on all social media if you want to holler at your boy. Until then, best of luck, everybody. Let's make some money.